And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Boom. Welcome back. It's been forever. No, we're recording same day. <laughs> we're actually recording for the 4th of July. So this is going to be the social media boom episode. And we've got some booming people in the room. It's going to be awesome. So what do you got planned for 4th of July? So I'm going to take off this week and go to Sonoma. It's one of my favorite places in the whole entire world. Um, it's also good study for my sommelier exams. Um, and then I'm going to sneak right over to Lake Tahoe and watch the fireworks there. Oh, that's sweet. So for the past, I don't know, six years or something like that, I have kind of been stuck here in Phoenix photographing a 4th of July event here. So I never get to get away for the 4th of July. Did you get offered? Uh, this year, this, the event changed. Um, and so it, was still, it still would have been in my contract, but the event is actually defunct right now, mm. uh, which is actually... I mean, it's sad because it's been going on for 42 years, but on the same note, like, woohoo, I get to actually get out of town for 4th of July for once. I like that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And then cooler weather and, you know, it's Sonoma, it's Tahoe, like, what's not to like? Yeah, I'm probably going to be, like, boring, pop some champagne, watch something on TV, maybe go outside for a minute because it's so hot, jump in the pool and come back. Well, your bedtime, too. Like I know. <laughs> it's early. At least midnight. Right. <laughs> but this is kind of cool that we're doing the show this way, so... You know, we had debated even like, okay, do we fake it and say like it's on the show? We're like, no, because watch, something is big going to happen in the world and we're not going to be talking about it on the but, show. But so, extraordinary. Like right. it's going to be big, big. It's going to be great. Big. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's send that out there. And then today we have, okay, so I've known Robert Reed for, gosh, a few years now. We actually met at an event possibly. Mm -hmm. I think it was a social media. You were it doing was, the social, doing the Twitter I was and live we started talking with, yeah. with Tish Times. No, it was before that because I connected oh, you with yes, Tish. It was. Okay. Yeah, this and Tish has been on the show. Yeah, see, I have a memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you've um, you've been traveling, and I've been watching you on Instagram, and it's been so much fun to see you riding around in these amazing cars in Cuba, no less. Yeah, that was really awesome. My motherland. Yes. Yeah, and that. How was that? I saw a lot of you there. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, <laughs> Cuba was awesome. It was just an introductory, like, it's one of those things that you, you got to go someplace and visit so you can see what people are lying about. Because <laughs> everyone says Cuba's this way, but they've never been there, sure. right? So it was just a great experience to be uh, part Cuban. I think everyone thought I was Cuba until I started, Cuba until I started speaking. Like, My oh, Spanish is pretty tight, no. but it's not the Cuban type. Um, <laughs> but it was just no. a great experience to, yeah. you know, go over there and bring toys to kids and bring some coloring books because they don't ever see that. So when you show a kid a coloring book who just basically sees black and white all the time because everything is the same, their eyes light up. So it was really I got great to go experience. when I was six. I got to go to Cuba when I was six years old with my parents, and it was just an amazing, like, here's a spoiled American kid in a country that has nothing. Like, I had no right. pillow, mm -hmm. the milk tastes funny because yep. it wasn't pasteurized. I mean, it was just a crazy, by the end of the maybe third day, I was just running like a crazy kid. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Like, everyone's, like, showering and water over, over on the left side only. The right. right side does not have water. It was just an amazing experience. I lost and a lot of weight because I'm really picky about food. Oh. And so it was a struggle. It was like you go to the grocery store, and it's interesting because everything's bread products. So you go to the grocery store, they got pan, mm -hmm. and they got pasta, and they got liquor. But all the grocery stores look the same. So you That's walk to the grocery store, you just kind of like you walk behind <laughs> another one. You're like in the it's same a party one. party at my house. That's like, like, like communist at its finest. But there's no diversity. There's nothing different and that you forget that that's really what it's all encompassing. But yeah, the food was, the, you can only eat so many Cubano sandwiches. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I can live pig. on those things. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was trying not to live on those things. <laughs> a lot of candy. So what's the next trip? Uh, going to Spain in a couple of weeks. Oh, I'm going to Seattle tomorrow morning. For five days. That's my hometown. And 
then going to Spain and Nice in a couple of weeks after that. What part of Spain? I was there last year. I'm going to Barcelona. Oh, sweet. That's a beautiful city. So yeah. Speaking of food. Yes. That's what I was, Some oh. tapas. And there's, there's the market there that is mm-hmm. phenomenal, mm-hmm. right? And yep. so I tried to go there every day that I was there because oh, – and here's the trick. So when you walk into the market, you're going to see all these delicious, fresh-made juices right, right. away. Do not buy those. Right. Go to the end of the market because then they're half price in the okay. back, right? So okay. I made the mistake of being caught in a ki- like kid in a candy store. Like yeah. I'm, I'm fat boy inside. And I see all these juices and immediately I spend like 15 euro like, I want that. Right. And then as I walk through the whole entire market, I realize I could have had 10 more of them for the same price, <laughs> which I still did anyways. Right, but right. yeah, you just eat your way through. Yeah, this is so. very true. I, love, I, I can't wait. It's just another experience just expanding your mind. So, and, and the great. people there are just awesome. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Cannot wait. So, so Rob, you're like huge on developing relationships. Was that the purpose for all this travel or was it more social or was it just like fun and well, kind of creating a bigger? It's so funny because I... I I think more of this is just an extension of where I'm at in life, you know, um, started my company like seven years ago. So it's like now I can be in my strengths with all of us entrepreneurs want to do is right. Do what we're strong at, what our what our vibe is. So what whatever we're doing, we're happy. Right. So now I get to be in my strength, which is, you know, delegating, managing a great team, but being able to speak to clients, speak to businesses and travel. And I the more I travel, the more business I seem to get. And I think it's just because I'm happy. You know, people want to work with people who are happy. And usually uh, entrepreneurs in the first couple of years, we might not be as happy as we want to be because right. we've got a lot of stresses. And you only but, eat bun. Huh? <laughs> and you can and only, only eat bun. bun and macaroni. Um, that was, I don't know why I put an accent on macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> that was a freestyle right there. And it's that more didn't expensive work out. if you uh, say yeah. it that way. Did, did, did that sound more bougie like when I said macaroni? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that's really, for me, life is all about expansion. And where I'm at in life is expanding and going out and meeting other people is just opening up for me to be my strength with, hey, we do this or whatever. I would love to connect with you or support another business. So it's just, it's right in a wheelhouse. So tell us, like, what is the business? What, you know? So I, about seven years ago, I started a social media company. So what happened was I was doing an online sports radio show from 2007 to 2009. It was called the Atypical Sports Show. You can still look it online. Okay. Um, it was a buddy I went to University of Arizona with, and it wasn't enough to get sponsorship. So at that time, I had to figure out something to do. So my wife and I separated at that time, moved my parents' mobile home, and just said, because we got a lot of our listeners through Facebook and Twitter. That's how we got our engagement. And the guys like on ESPN now, like Bomani Jones, Jamel Hill, they were on our show because back then, 0708 is way more accessible. Okay. Right. And so you talk about, you bring a topic, and then people would say they want to talk about that, and then we talk about it in our atypical way. So it wasn't enough to get sponsorship. So what I did is I got a one-page document, said I'll do some Facebook updates for businesses, rode the bus for like 26 days and got my first client, Avalon Cleaners, Ray and Rule, um, uh, said nice. he'll sign up for 150 bucks a month for some social media management. And so that was huge for me. That was back in 2010. So from then, I just created a strategy and a process to use social media to connect businesses to their best potential client, but yet providing relevant images and content that really cause their people to engage, share, and communicate, because that's all we want. So when they engage, we can push them to a place of purchase. So our agency is different because we have one person managing each platform, and then we have five graphic designers. And then we have a strategy and a process for everything we do, because I was a single dad, three kids, 18 months apart, having to build my business, being at home with the kids. So I had to make a strategy and a process out of social media. And so seven years later, staff of 10. um, So wait, are the kids working too? Huh? Are the kids working? No, so my middle that's daughter, that's so funny. My 11-year-old, who is my one who will take over my company, I heard her saying at a track meet last week, well, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to take over my dad's company. So wow. she's already motivated. I give her a little task to do Excel stuff. And so um, the great thing about it is now I'm just in a great position to where have a team, have two people who manage my team, Shana and Jenny. I give them a shout out because without them, my life would suck. Um, they can take all my creative ideas and implement them. So that's where we're at right now. I have clients in Portland, Seattle. Um, urgent cares in Portland, urgent cares in Seattle, urgent cares in Denver, and then like 25 businesses here in the Phoenix area and San Antonio. That's fantastic. So, that's awesome. And so that's it. So our next guest too is Mariah's on the show. And I met Mariah years ago in the corporate world while working with American Cancer Society. She was, yeah. she came from that corporate world and I can't even keep track how many times you've moved cross country, <laughs> how many different you houses you've had. <laughs> I can't either. 
gosh, no, I lost count at around seven. Well, and what I what I love seeing too is, and you know, you've had a chance to see my business grow. I've had a chance to see your business grow over the years, and we've actually done a lot of it together. And yeah. and Robert, you just mentioned it too, like having images that's relevant. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's really cool about Mariah, and and not just because she's a client, but I love seeing this from other companies doing this is. She, she uses her own images. She's we've over the past couple of years we've created a stock catalog of photos of her, mm-hmm. different poses, different outfits, different mm-hmm. scenes, yep. and so that way she can have a picture that's always relevant. It's always her because in the end, when people are going for the coaching and the uh, the different programs that Mariah does, it's it's her, right? right? And right. so we kind of talked about it in the last show, and we always talk about it in other things. Like people do business with other people that they know, like and trust, right? Right. Totally. And and so it's amazing about that. So Mariah, tell us about Wealthy Boss. Yes. So Wealthy Boss, as you said, Everardo, you've watched it grow and evolve over the years, which has been really exciting to to have you be part of those iterations. You know, it originally began with my love of of fitness, which had always been a side project. So as Everardo mentioned, I was working for the American Cancer Society, which I loved. I was doing business development for them. Um, and I was just, I was busy. I was always, we moved a lot with my husband's job. He was in um, healthcare management. So I always had a lot going on. I always had a new learning curve. Even even when I traveled within the American Cancer Society, I would you know go from one city to another with them. And I just always had a lot on my mind, a lot on my plate. So fitness for me was an outlet for that. It was a way to kind of keep my sanity and make sure that I was functioning at my best when we, you know, life was constantly ebbing and flowing and changing. So as I worked with the American Cancer Society, even though I was in business development, obviously you're exposed to a lot of the data and the science behind that. It was important to stay knowledgeable on that. And I started realizing how, you know, a third of the cancer deaths in America could be prevented just through better, um, you know, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, and just how we live. These are extraordinarily controllable factors. And yet these lifestyles that we're living are completely opposed to being able to, to make that happen on a daily basis. So often the thing that we need you know, most value, which is our work, we just feel like that's in conflict with being able to take care of our bodies. So at that point, I really st- kind of started to want to, to bring the fitness piece into it. I'd been certified as a personal fitness trainer for a couple of years and had kind of done it on the side. And I thought, well, you know, let's start doing this. You know, I've got nights, I've got weekends, I've got early mornings. Let's start to kind of, you know, turn this into a business and just kind of see where it, where it goes. Um, quickly found out that at least in the Phoenix market, doing mobile personal fitness training is kind of an uphill battle and ultimately not what I really loved doing. I mean, there's only so many um, push-ups you can count before you start to get a little bored anyway. And my mind, I, I'm in business development. I, I love marketing. I love being able to, to have a creative challenge. So I kind of, um, at that point, we, again, as I mentioned, we had traveled a lot for my husband's work and we ended up living in Alaska for a short period of time. Which, how many full-time jobs do you think there are for spouses in Sitka, Alaska? (laughs) Yeah, not too many. So I did do a little bit of personal training there at the gym. And I just, at that point, had started to discover online marketing and being able to, you know, create online courses and help people that are not sitting there, you know, in your living room doing push-ups with you, but able to to open that up to a wider pool. Um, So I kind of started learning just the basics of content marketing. It was an incredibly slow learning experience for me. I'm like, what's a lead magnet? Why do I need an email service provider? Um, so it just really kind of dove into that. And once we did return to the States, I still you know, worked, or the States, did I just call it the States? Yeah, the States. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a kind of floating out it there. It kind of is. It's kind of on the edge. Like someone, when I was living there, was always like, how's Russia? So <laughs> you could, you know, you could almost see Russia. Um, but we returned to, I should say, the lower 48, and I was still working full-time jobs, but then cultivating this on the side. And about about a year and a half ago, I started realizing I wanted to get a little bit more focused. I, my, my audience had been, at that point, just busy professionals, um, but busy professionals aren't really hanging out online as much as entrepreneurs are to get their information. They're still, you know, those in corporate jobs were still kind of in that, that nine to five, you know, go hire a personal trainer after you get out of the office type of mentality. And at that point, I also started having this huge heart for entrepreneurs because I realized, you know, we hear those overnight success stories and we hear, oh, in three months, I built my business to seven figures. But most of us have to work really, really long and hard. So we take, you know, years to get there. So to be able to sustain that pace, we've got to be able to take care of both our physical health and our mental health. So from there, that's where Wealthy Boss really grew and pivoted so that now I focus on healthy science backed habits that are going to bring the most energy for entrepreneurs to be able to sustain that 
that really grueling pace it takes in the first few years so that they can actually take all that energy that they thought was you know, being deflected from their businesses if they were to pay any attention to exercise or diet or, or any type of stress management and actually channel that back in by finding their fitness sweet spot that I like to call of you know, where are you going to get the most outcomes with the least amount of sacrifices. Well, that's what's cool for the listeners to understand. And you both just said this, the same thing. Happy people, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd noticed that. Clients <laughs> shiny, media, happy people, shiny, happy people, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, too, is we always forget about that. And then we suffer for it. Our mentality goes down. Our energy levels go down. And then how are we even supposed to go promote ourselves or promote our business or do others when we're too tired to do it for ourselves even, right? Well, what's, can I say so what's interesting is that because there's actually... You know, they tell you the entrepreneur mindset is like, okay, you get up, you have your list of things you need to do. All right. You got to do this, 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 and you finish this list and then you're good. But really the, the real, the reality of it is for me is when I was taught about this class about like, if there's, if it's all about our mentality, then what else do I really need to do in far, as far as work? When you really think about it, like when you wake up in the morning, if you meditate, if you do whatever to get you in the right space to be effective, your three hours of productivity is better than your eight hours of struggling through your day. But yet we're taught to wake up, write your list down, do all these things. And I'm like 180 different. Like I wake up in the morning. Sometimes I don't do anything. Someone would look at my productivity and said, you didn't do a damn thing today. And I'd be like, but I really did. Because the stress of doing stuff when you're not inspired to do it is way more difficult than doing an hour of work than being okay with being doing an hour of work. And that's what I'm saying. I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Like we're taught to go, go, go as entrepreneur, but really our mentality is everything. If you're happy, you attract people really quickly. If you're stressed out, you can work all day long. People aren't going to come to you. Right. So what are you spending your time on? All right. Before well, we start getting some hate mail, because that's actually um, hard for some people to hear. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you get up and you're still being productive in your business, mm-hmm. but you're not doing anything that can be perceived as it. Right. But I think as and we had a subject about this, like the entrepreneur versus the employee. Mm-hmm. I think employees waste so much time mm-hmm. doing I don't know what. Right. And there's no productivity. Right. So get a little bit more into that because I think most people don't even understand what that concept is. Because, okay, so this is great that you said that you asked me to get into because I love talking about this. This is so inspiring to me because it's just basic, basic human behavior. When you're, when you're in a, you know the feeling when you're really inspired, right? It doesn't even feel like you even have to, you're not even working. So that feeling that you have, and we get that as, I mean, this is how life is anyway. Well, those are the days down. that you're like, oh, look, a sale. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they just come in or somebody calls you or somebody reaches out and you're not even really trying. So the whole thing is life goes like this, right? The roller coaster. Entrepreneur roller coaster. Yeah, I guess they can't see yeah. the radio. They and the radio people, I'm moving my hands up and down like a centipede. <laughs> yeah. Like a centipede. It's the just centipede. imagine okay. it. So just imagine my hands going up and down like a centipede. Our whole goal is how can we be steady? Yeah. What are we doing to be steady when life is like this? So the only way I can think about being steady is like, okay, what am I reading? What am I doing in the morning so I can maintain the steady? Because when you have a horrible week, guess what? You can guarantee next week's going to be great. That's just life. It's just, you're going to have a bounce back. Whenever it's really, really bad, your bounce back is always better. Whenever it's really great, it might be the other way. It just That's life as a whole. So instead of fighting the up and down of an entrepreneur life, which we all wanted to get into, why are we fighting it? Because we always know it works out. Because if it's this way, it'll go down. If it goes it goes up. So being steady is my goal. So the only way I know to be steady is to focus on what things I can do to keep my mentality clear so I can operate at my most efficient capacity and inspire the most amount of people with the mo- least amount of work. I, don't, I'm try- I tell people And I've never seen you in a bad mood. Well, you know, I am in a bad mood sometimes. Right now. Right now. Right now. Actually, awesome. right now I'm real pissed. You don't even know. You want to see that? No, but I, I honestly say, I can honestly say that I'm, my bad moods are really, they're few and far in between. And they're really heavy, too. Like, I get down as much as I'm smiling. I can go the other way real but bad. But do they last long? I mean, I think that's you also something they, that's just that's like. That's the whole thing. Okay. They don't last as long as they used to just because I know what's going on. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm willing to let myself let go of what things I think I need to do and be more B because well, I'm, 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 I got a list of forever. You're of, also focused on the big picture. I mean, I even texted you this morning. and I'm like, you know, bring the game. And you're like, there is no other game but A. <laughs> I mean, that's how the mentality should be mm-hmm. versus, oh, you know, it's a bad day. And then you start like you might even get to a car accident that right. day. No, and then it's just like it you're doubles. just going down. Yeah. There was but, a study about that, like people who have bad luck, it's like inherently some people just unfortunately are born with like this magnetic shield and they attract bad luck, unfortunately. But that study also showed that people who actually 
create a positive atmosphere or think positively, guess what? More positive things revolve around you, yeah. right? Like in your, in your personal life is you become the sum of your five friends or in the business world, you are the sum of your five business associates. So guess what? If you're always hanging out with De Debbie Downers, guess what you are? You're a Debbie Downer, right? And if you're hanging out with positive, happy, shiny people, guess what? You're going to become one of those people too. Well, and I don't think like bad stuff doesn't happen to happy people. It's just the way they see it or right. perceive it, like the mindset they have around it. Like happy people still get into car accidents, right. but they go, oh, I got into a car accident. That's and why I have insurance. Exactly. exactly. Thank God I have insurance yeah. versus like, I got in a car accident. This must mean this. This, this is the, the worst day ever. <laughs> exactly. And just jumping yeah. on that. Well, and to your point, you're not making your life harder than it has to be. Right. And that's such an irony that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs is, you know, what's, you know, what's the number one thing that most entrepreneurs say they want, like why they're going into working for themselves? Freedom. A million it's freedom, dollars. right? Freedom. Yeah, it's freedom and a million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Freedom yeah. to make a million dollars right. or a million it's dollars right. that they can enjoy with freedom, right? Right. But how many of us, when we first start our businesses, or maybe years and years, we're still living as though mm -hmm. we can't let go, right. right? So I've seen that, even you know, with my own clients, I've seen, you know, I had someone who had reached seven-figure success. She was doing great. She was getting, you know, all this national recognition, and she couldn't let go. I mean, I was teaching her, like, how about you, like, take a bath at night a couple nights a week? <laughs> like, basic stress management or, or stuff. Or help. I mean, the fact that you said you have team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, like, huge. And most people, Absolutely. they get to a certain level, and they're like, I have to do it all. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, that's a control freak. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. This is where I think we can get ourselves in trouble, is in those early years, yeah, you do have to hustle harder in those early years. That's part of it. It's why a lot of people don't, don't end up going into entrepreneurial endeavors, because it's a lot of work. But if we are always delaying that, you know, that, gratification, that pleasure, that sense of whatever it is that we're working for, mm -hmm. we're not going to be able to enjoy it when we have quote unquote success, whatever that milestone or figure or number of customers mm -hmm. you know, we have in our heads. If we're not preconditioning ourselves to take care of ourselves and enjoy even tiny little pockets of, mm -hmm. of freedom, you know, whether that's enjoying you know, little moments of a hobby or yeah. you know, working out 15 minutes a day if we don't have an hour, we're not going to do it because we're priming those habits now. And I've, mm -hmm. I've come to realize and I've done a lot of research around habits and how powerful those are. So even if you're just practicing, you know, whether it's self-care or happiness or, or delegation in the tiniest degrees, mm -hmm. you're priming, basically like priming that muscle mm -hmm. so that you can enjoy that life that you're working so darn hard to create. So in the social media aspect of it, like building, being an entrepreneur, mm -hmm. yeah, you're going to have your highs, you're going to have your lows. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I guess it depends a lot on your clients and who you're trying to attract to. Like some people say, well, go ahead and be honest and genuine with your clients and let them know. Like, you know, you could post a picture on Instagram or something saying, you know, wasn't a good day at work, but this is how I'm getting around it or something like that. How does that equate to the social media world? Like both of you get to see it from different aspects and build it up that way. Like, is, is there a right or wrong way or is it just purely demographic or is it still down to the individual what they want to represent? Authenticity, man. But like it solves every issue that you might have. If you're authentic, it shines through. There's really no faking. Social media is so simple, for me at least. I mean, I, in my world and how I explain to people, it's like I just share what's going on with my kids. I have kids. I hang out with my kids. I share the struggles of the entrepreneur. I, I'm just being authentic, and I don't think it's something I have to try to be, but it's something that authenticity kind of has a negative connotation, feels like you got to be sappy. You know, you don't have to be sappy and talk about, this is, uh, I'm really struggling with, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but the authenticity of the struggle that every person goes through that people want to relate to is going to have people be connected to you. So I think it, we kind of make social media real, a lot more difficult than it has to be. It's, it's just, overthinking it. Huh? Overthinking it. It's just, all it is is just consistency, which you have in your business. It's an idea of how you want to communicate, and you'll know that by your audience. And then, it's to, um, and then it's having that type of engagement back and forth that people can engage back and forth with you based on. And that's basically foundation of how you communicate. In well, my and it's world. not therapy either. I mean, sometimes no. you do have a bad day. That's not yeah, probably a day to go is. on there. Yeah. <laughs> let the uh, schedule happen. Exactly. Maybe <laughs> the schedule. Let my uh, schedule post that for me. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> step away stuff. from the computer. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely that. Um, and, and I love social media. I mean, we've been yeah. doing this for, for so many years and it's just been up and down and and now the whole advertising piece of it all. So it's mm -hmm. it's definitely become something that I think we forget that it is a moneymaker mm -hmm. and it is something that is utilized to either improve life or take away mm -hmm. and you're going to you're going to have haters, you're going to have lovers. Right. I mean it's just it's just it's the new TV. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
that's all we have. It's entertainment. So I like that you said authentic because I, I photographed an event recently where Marcus Lemonis was the speaker on there. And for those that actually know him, he and he's very candid about this on the show. And you can realize now that when you watch the show, The Prophet, why he comes at it from that approach. So he was adopted. Um, he had a good childhood, but not as good as he probably wants. And But he that was one of the things is he was talking about authentic. Just be who you are and, and be unapologetic about it. Doesn't mean you have to be brash or mm-hmm. anything about it, but just that you are who you are. So just deal with it, right? And just move on with it, make the best of it. Um, and it's interesting because he came from like a little bit of a tragic background. And then he had someone that he brought on stage that also had a little bit of a tragic background and how they developed their business. And that's why it started. Well, then me and a couple other people like tapped him on the shoulder afterwards. Like, um, so I have a good upbringing. I have great parents. I really haven't had a lot of bad luck. Like, what about people like us? And he's like, no, it's not to be ignored. It's like, it's not that you're promoting and touting and saying, do business with me because I had tragedy. It's just, here's what I came from, right? And and I can persevere, or mm-hmm. this is why I'm able to do such a good job is because I've made it through this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work just as hard for you and your company. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of an interesting dynamic with that one. So, so here's an interesting question. As entrepreneurs, with that overlap of social public, professional, personal, where we're being authentic and we're giving little pieces of our heart here through social media. Uh, at the same time, our, our numbers often reflect our success in business, right? How do you as an entrepreneur, and this is going to be different for everyone, separate your own worth and identity and that personal value from what the numbers are doing that day with all that ebbs uh, and I flows. think that was for you, Robert. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my success uh, in my business is connected to who I am that day, but I don't let that sit, I don't let who I who I might not be in that day uh, make it seem like my business. I don't know how do I say, say this. It's a good, so how I would explain this is how I frame it. Okay, it's kind of like this. So when you hire interns, when you hire somebody, people talk about it's so hard to hire millennials and all that stuff. It's not. It's just that you have to be clear about what your strategy, you have to clear about what your vision is, what they need to do, and you need to explain it clearly. So it's the same thing with me. It's all about how I frame it. If I'm struggling with something, I frame it as this is what I'm dealing with right now, but it has nothing to do with the success of my business. It has, but now, of course, I need to be in a great frame of mind for my business to be successful, but today how I feel has nothing to do with the success of my business. If I'm struggling, it's just all about how I frame it to myself, you know, and that's how I deal with it. And since you said frame, we're going to actually take a break right Uh, now. I did that on purpose. (laughs) Because Frame the Message Inc. is one of our sponsors as well, but we'll be right back and we're going to keep that conversation going. Thanks. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over one million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. In a process called live graphic recording, Frame the Message, Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message, Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Ugh. 
Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the healthful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market, painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset, the place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. Hey, what's up? Social media boom. All right. So 4th of July show and we've got two amazing people. I have a question before we go any further, though. I love the name of your company. Thank you. How did you figure that one out? Oh, actually, that's kind of a, a good example of the value of taking care of yourself. So I was working. I, I had a different name before. I just didn't quite fit my brand as I evolved. And I kept thinking, gosh, maybe I should change it. Maybe I should change it. I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to call it. And I would you know, make pros and con lists and this and that. And it was literally like the day that I had taken off and I was just walking my dogs and enjoying being outside that it was like, oh, boom, wealthy boss. That's it. Done. <laughs> And the only aha moments that I've ever had have been in moments where I've been relaxed, where I have finally stepped away from work yep. and done something, you know, either gotten in my body somehow by being physically active or, or you know, gotten away from the computer. So, Didn't you two just question. talk about that and mention that? Mm. Yeah, I sure yeah. did. Yeah, one of my last, yep. So people often think shows. like perspiration breeds inspiration yeah. and maybe that does to a slight degree. You've never heard of it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So I'm guilty of being a perfectionist. And so a lot of times I don't launch something on social or do anything else like that because I'm waiting for it to be so perfect. Perfect or, picture for oh, everything. Yeah. Right, so right, right. Like I that. am the yeah. exact and so, opposite. Like, it just never launches. Yeah. And, and I'm learning <laughs> from Lisa. That's why you're successful. <laughs> yeah. Throw it out there. Oh. See what happens. I think my eyes are closing that one. <laughs> <laughs> like she likes to throw spaghetti on the wall. I just want to eat the spaghetti. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. <laughs> that's awesome. So when it comes to social media, like Mariah, what's one of the things that's really... Like, well, I guess, well, what, like, what was an aha moment for you? Like, what was something that really just helped you? And you're like, duh, I should have just been doing more of that to begin with. Yeah, I, it kind of ties in with the earlier conversation of, of becoming, and not every company is going to do this, but when you are you know, promoting yourself as a brand, like not stepping away from that. I remember when I first started, I felt like I had to be this big company and I'd use language, you know, in, in emails or social media, like, you know, like we language, like we do this. I mean, it was just me, right? And now I've actually come to embrace that, like, you know, you know and it, part of that has been, you know, from a very physical visual branding perspective and I update photos, you know, every six months or so we'll do a new photo shoot and I, I, you know, put my own face on things and I talk about myself and I talk about, you know, my ups and downs and I don't, you know, I've, I've gotten past that need to paint myself to be bigger than I really am for people to engage with me. And I, I think that's actually what develops the stronger relationships. Now, there's a friend of mine, and so I'm going to ask a question for you, because this just came up on Facebook. It's a friend of mine who makes these custom cakes, and it's a side business that she's doing, and I don't know if it's eventually going to evolve into something bigger or not, but she makes these freaking amazing, phenomenal, like, should-be-on-the-food-network cakes type of thing. So she posts a picture of one the other day, and it's a happy bud smoking out, and it's like, dude, chill. So she posts the picture, and the cake looks amazing and beautiful. probably tastes delicious, right? Like, I wonder if the cake can actually give you munchies. Um, I don't know if that's how it was baked or not. Um, baked. But she put a question. 
<laughs> no pun intended. Oh, no. Um, so she posted a picture of it and she threw it out there to Facebook and she asked everyone, she's like, is this okay to post? And a bunch of us are like, uh, it's your business, right? Like, this is your opportunity. It's your business. You don't have to be a slave to your customers. It's okay to go ahead and post that, right? Like, at some point in time, you're not going to be able to appease everyone and make everyone happy. Like, Mariah, I'm sure that, you know, again, haters are going to be haters. They've probably seen you and they're like, oh, woe is me. I'm this beautiful looking girl who does fitness and teach people how to relax and train. And you're like, and, and they may not just gravitate towards you. And then you're going to have a flock of people that just naturally gravitate you, love you. Robert, I'm sure it's the same way. Like, people are going to look at you going, Actually, no. nobody dislikes me, to be quite honest with oh, you. Oh, I hate well, it. I was being facetious. I was That's me jealous. in my own world. When, when, it, when Elisa said that you can wake up some days and not actually work, I think you kind of got her right there. <laughs> she well, did I start the hating right there, didn't she? Did she start the hating? She like stopped me in the mid-sentence and was like, oh, hold on. People might not like that. And when I mean people, I mean me. No, I can't because I do the same. Like, I think that was the beautiful part of it. Like, as an entrepreneur... Knowing your time right. is the most valuable thing. Right. I work every day, yeah. like every day, mm-hmm. but there's like little windows of oh, work, yeah. Yeah. which makes up a full yeah. work day again mm-hmm. or for, for full, a week. Yeah, yep. definitely. And see, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's my corporate background or not, but like I, I think 2015 or 2016 was finally the year that I actually started taking a day off. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had to force myself to take days off and, you know, and Mariah was even help with that. I'm like, Mariah, I need yeah. something to kind of like force me to get away. Mm-hmm. And she got me set up with this meditation book. And, I, and yes. I'll admit, like I used to like laugh and giggle about it. Well, not, a, uh, it was the an app. app. Right? Oh, yeah. oh, meditation. Which is calm? Which one is it? Budify. I like calm. Okay, I, I got calm too. Calm I got calm too. I like calm. So what's it called? Bootify. Bootify. It's pretty like slick that. because or when Buddha. I Buddha, Buddha. Oh, I was thinking yeah. booty because I'm black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a different that's kind a different of. That's my like black booty. Yeah. Uh, Bootify. I'm, I'm on that app already. How come I get a hit? That's a whole other happiness level. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, it was a cool app because it actually taught me to relax, and it was stupid. I like I felt dumb. That someone had to teach me how to relax. And it was neat because I could turn on the app and like I could be at a hotel, I could be a ball game, I could not at a red light, but you know, like I'd get like in a parking lot, I'd get to like my next business meeting. And like, Mm -hmm. so what you do is you kind of like spin this dial, like what kind of my mood am I in? What do I need? What kind of time frame do I need? And then it's like, all right, two minutes, do this. 10 minutes, do this. Five minutes, do that. Or do this every night before you go to sleep or do this every morning when you wake up. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. Like now I understand why people talk about that. Yeah. We just overthink it. We think it's this very like involved, complicated process, but it's actually the opposite that Mm -hmm. we're trying to achieve is to simplify. Wasn't it interesting though? But when you really think about it, it's all conditioning from the age of five, you sat in desks, you've been told that this is where you're going to go. So when you're going to corporate world, like in 2000, I did not know I got into real estate in 2000. I didn't even know there was even an option to be an entrepreneur in 2000. I didn't even know that was even an option. I'm 28 years old in 2000. I'm like, real estate? I mean, I can do something like this where I don't have to go to a nine to five. So imagine the uneducated, the people, there's millions and millions who've been conditioned, classroom setting, go here, go here. So you're not taking a day off. How would you know that anyway? Because you haven't been conditioned or taught that there's actually an option. So the entrepreneur, most of them getting into it, they treat their business like a nine to five, what they wanted to leave. And so they're putting pressure on themselves. I'm like, Aren't you the boss? So why are you working? <laughs> Aren't you supposed to take your time off? So you're the boss. You're not asking anybody for the time off. But yeah, it's just really interesting. Like it's nothing that you would be ashamed of. It's just like we've been conditioned. I'm 45 years old. That's all we knew was like you just get done with college, you know, graduate from college, you go right in that corporate office. And right. I meet interns all the time right now, think that's what they have to do. They're just like, they're I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. But We've just been conditioned. It's a whole system of conditioning. So the entrepreneur mindset is even more important because you're not only fighting that condition, you're fighting other people out there who don't understand what you're doing and are questioning your ways of doing it. So you have to be strong enough not to get caught up in what they're saying. And I'm sure you have that conversation all the time. Like you have to be strong enough not to get people don't understand that you don't work and they think you don't do anything like it's crazy. But my job is not to make them understand what I do. See you in Spain. (laughs) <laughs> that's my job mic drop <laughs> so I'm sure you see that though right like you're telling people like and you're having to argue with them for their health <laughs> exactly because I know that it doesn't come naturally to mm-hmm. any of us as entrepreneurs to relax even though we want that freedom we also have that bent to create we have that bent to you know see something come into existence and it, 
we're not naturally not wired to relax. I'm not naturally wired to relax, which is why I teach this, because this is what has helped me get through this. <laughs> true, yeah. So, you know, you teach what you need to learn. Yes, all the time. Well, so I Robert, think it's also taking action on the stuff you want to do. Mm-hmm. So if it's travel and if that's the way you mm-hmm. find relaxation, mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. But take action towards something. Because mm-hmm. I also think that if you're stuck in a, in a life that's only about work, mm-hmm. you start forgetting what it is to have fun. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes this just mm-hmm. terrible life again. So you're back stuck you're in that. You're back stuck in a nine to five entrepreneur job. Well, and, and on your deathbed, you're not going to sit there and go, man, I knocked out some TPS reports like <laughs> yes. nobody's yeah, business, exactly. right? Exactly. But you are going to be on your deathbed going, oh, why didn't I ever go to Spain? Right. Why didn't I ever go visit Cuba? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I ever go see Niagara Falls? Why, you know, those are the things you're going to talk about and regret later. And it's sad because, again, we're all conditioned in that atmosphere to like there's actually some shaming that goes on when people take vacations. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Right? It's like, totally. I don't even tell people until I come back. Seriously. Yeah, it's I so don't. true. It really and, is. And I get that a lot. Like I post a lot when I travel and yeah. same thing. Like I was in New Orleans a while mm-hmm. ago. I went to Hawaii a while mm-hmm. ago. I leave again to Sonoma and, and, talk, and people are like. Dude, don't do you, you ever work? Yeah, don't you oh, ever I work? I got the lines. Don't you ever work? Well, it must be nice. I'm like, yeah, that actually is nice. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, but I get you. It is really shaming. Like, people feel bad about taking time out for themselves because other people can't experience that. So they're saying, why you get to do that? And you're like, well, maybe why do I get to do that? <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're right. I shouldn't be traveling and enjoying life. I should wait till I make a million and then enjoy life. Like, but you do work. I yeah. mean, oh it's my God. so crazy. Like people don't understand like the amount of work you put in oh. in an hour versus someone else's Dude. hour yes. can't even be compared. Because well, to even lay the foundation when there's nothing, right. you know, there's not the security that you're going right. to yes. you know, work a 40 hour work. We can mm-hmm. get anything in return. Like just that laying that foundation that takes so much guts, that takes so much effort and hustle in the beginning. Even if, even if you're trying to bring those mindset um, kind of corrections and alignments into view. So to me, that's the really inspirational thing about being yeah. entrepreneurs. We get to create our mm-hmm. destiny and it might might take a while to get, you know, get it the way we want it. Mm-hmm. But that to me is is the draw. Right. And it's what's, what you were saying that it was really awesome is when you look at what we get to do, there's always something to do the next day. Like it never ends. Yeah. We're so sure why are we there, right? like as an entrepreneur, especially I can get 30 things done on my list. I got 30 tomorrow. So why don't I just control what I do on my list today? Either way, I got something to do tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like if I do five things today and I just say I'm going to do five, I guarantee if I focus on three things or three things and get those things done inspirationally, I got 40 things to do tomorrow. So right. why am I stressed out? I could do 100 things today. I got 100 tomorrow. Yep. So it's like getting that mentality of knowing that it's never done. And, and in fact, if you do get it done, you're going to create something else. You're going to want to do something else. So it'll always be like this. And that's I mean, when you get that, it's really fun because you're like, oh, God. I can get something done today, but I still got tomorrow, you know, still get it done. I think it sometimes shows up as gratitude for the things you get to do. Too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like when you start really seeing it and you're like, I am so happy <laughs> I get to go to my living room to work. Yes. Like, that's awesome. Or I get to do a radio show. And sometimes show. I get dressed, too. Or I get, to do a radio, <laughs> or I get to do a radio show. Or I get to go drive somewhere at 11 o'clock where I see people. I love traffic in the morning. Sometimes, like, very rarely I have to drive at 730 in the morning. But when I do, I'm the only one smiling. I'm like, oh, I'm so Dude, happy. I so never weird. have to do this. Uh, because I never have to do it. So I appreciate it. Because I don't have to do those. I look at those little things that we get to do that we take for granted. We're going to Starbucks at 10 o'clock for appointment. <laughs> people aren't going to Starbucks for 10 for appointment. They're working 9 to 5s, right? Right. So those kind of things, those little things that we... We just take it for granted. I go to pick up my daughter up at 2.30 to go to hair highlights. You know, I wouldn't be able to get her hair highlighted, even though I'm totally against her getting her hair highlighted. Um, But I'm still going to do that. But that's the... Please send some photos. Yes, I will. Oh, you know you'll get that. That's what I do. Being authentic on social media. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Sure, we know how that goes. Exactly. So when people are developing their social media brand and they're starting out, like... You know, I I took advice from, from so many different people and then I followed someone else's advice and then finally I'm like... I should just stop following everyone else's advice and, you know, do whatever. Like I have, I don't know, six Instagram accounts, yeah, a lot. Uh, partly for different <laughs> businesses and different brands, but I have like one that I'd kind of treat personally. I have one for photography. I have one for my photography studio. Uh, I have one for a different photography brand that I work on. Same thing with Twitter. I have like a personal account where I can feel like I can be a little bit snarky or respond to something stupid like John McEnroe said or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then I have like my brand ones, but then I see a lot of people that, I'm almost jealous, and I guess, I guess I'm almost jealous of women because it's almost like they are allowed to be personal, and when guys do it, 
gets creepy. It gets creepy, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm not allowed to say, share and show that I did something or that I'm working on my sommelier exam at the same time I'm showing off. Well, and are you being creepy? Because that's no, the question. No, I don't think I am. Then I think the creepiness is on them. Mm-hmm. But I well, think that's it, an Im- sorry. I think that's an important topic you bring up. Not not from that perspective, because yes, you should be able to share those pieces that are is going to help people relate to you as a person. You're still the face of your brand, whether you're a man or a woman. But I also do see. I do think it can be a mistake. And, and Robert, I think you can probably weigh in better than than any of us on this. But there is that point that you still need to be conscientious of what you're putting out there. You know, it doesn't give you permission to be self-indulgent and you know overshare or share things certainly not that wouldn't be a case of oversharing um but even in the like the case of your facebook profile you know if you're participating if you're using facebook to to network and you're participating in business groups i know i'm in a lot of like private facebook business groups or you're doing networking online but the first thing they click on is a picture of you like partying and it's like just a snapshot like where do you where do you draw that line i i personally am a big fan of having separate personal social media accounts for my personal stuff, but then choosing what pieces of myself that I want to share in my business mm-hmm. on my professional accounts. Does that make sense? Yeah, and totally. What, are, what do you think on that? Well, one of the things, that, okay, so for me, it all started from organization. Mm-hmm. It all comes down to systems and organiz- systems and processes. Nobody thinks of social media as a system and process. So my company will be purchased because we have system and process in place for when we do content and the process comes from, you'll know what to post if you started from the beginning. So what we do is let's say, we have a social media questionnaire. We get the information from the questionnaire and then we create a content calendar. So we know what we're talking about that month and we're breaking it down monthly and then weekly what our images, what our thoughts are, what our hashtags, what our themes are, what events we're doing. So every week we have a consistent form framework in which to post. So you'll really actually be able to control what's going out systematically and still not lose your authenticity around it. Okay. So most entrepreneurs or businesses get in trouble because they don't know what to post so they post crazy shit and then what happens is they're like it doesn't work because just like anything you build your business you don't build it without a strategy or a system or a process but people don't look at social media as a strategy system or process but it actually is and you don't have to lose the authenticity by having it be that so most businesses get in trouble entrepreneurs get in trouble because they just don't have a strategy they don't have a calendar they don't have it and at the end of the month they don't look at all right so let's pull statistics and see what content got the most people to engage communicate and then take that content to the next month so you're always improving on what your voice and what your tone is and how you're communicating to your customer so well, most problems arise Actually, 99% problems of social media problems arise because there is no strategy and there's no consistency. Well, and I think once you create that plan, there is freedom within there. Free, oh, my gosh. So, so then you can yes. go crazy. Amen. And as far as the personal yes. photos go, that's a scrapbook. Yes, There's exactly. no need to go on social with that. Right. If there's ever a glass of wine in my hand, I mean, there's association and, right. and there's that, that political, I keep that political mm-hmm. view always. Yes. But there are pictures that I, there's not one picture that I'm ashamed of, that mm-hmm. my kids can't see, right. that... Nothing. Nothing. Good luck. We've been taught that structure means that you're actually being confined, but you can be creative within a structure. Yes. That's how you have. Uh, that's how I have millennials be able to work because they're so creative, but they need a structure. And it doesn't mean just because you have a structure, you're not creative. Now, a routine will create will bog you down because routines just get like this. But if you have a structure, you don't have to. It doesn't confine you. You actually can be creative within that structure. And that's where we need to be as entrepreneurs because we're freestylers. Well, we need an outline for what we're going to do. But we need to have that mobility to be able to move around and switch it around, but yeah. still keep that common goal and theme what we're focused on. It's the game. It's yeah. like having, you know, knowing where your parameters are, mm-hmm. knowing where the goal is, right. knowing that if that happens, that's out. Right. You know, there's there's a game involved yeah. and then there's freedom within that field. Yeah, exactly. And well, then I, you can go crazy with strategies. Yeah. Well, then it helps you. I think it takes a lot of the mental. Mm, um, overwhelm out because if I have to wake up every day and think, gosh, what am I going to post on social media today? But I know that every, you know, Thursday Mm -hmm. I share a recipe, then that's just taking a lot of weight off my shoulders, Totally, a thousand percent. And being able to organize that way, it's interesting. We're creatures of habit. Social media is great and it's bad all in one because people don't pay attention to what you do. And the great thing about it is they don't pay attention to what you do. So either way, you could screw up one day and they might not pay attention. Yeah. Like they they might drop a pin when your post comes across, right? So the great thing you're saying, it does alleviate the stress of knowing what to post. But more than anything, it trains your audience when to come look for you because we're creatures of habit. Yep. So if we know, it's, that's why they got Motivation Monday. You know when people look at their phone for Motivation Monday because they know on Monday they get motivation? So like you develop your own hashtag or whatever you're going to do for whatever days, and then you have that be the day, you train your customer when to come look at you. Mariah's, you know? Mariah's awesome with that. Like, yeah. selfie Saturday, suffer for Sunday, Motivation that's Mariah, Monday. She's on Wait, fire. what's Saturday? 
Selfie Saturday. Selfie oh, Saturday. Selfie. Yeah. Or, or what a cat. I heard my, um, Jenny told me my director of social media said there's Catterday. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of Catterday? Catterday? No. Where people just take pictures of their cats. And I hate cats. Oh, so I hope this doesn't offend anybody. No, no, here's the deal. I don't hate cats. I hate people. Who have cats? No, I'm playing. Oh I hate God. when people. No, no, no. no. This is I hate. No, I hate. Posters. I hate when people post cats on business pages. Let's just be honest with you. All right, let's keep because, everybody in a happy note. Okay. What is one thing that we can actually give out that actually really makes a difference in your business? And we're we're ready to wrap up. So, okay. what's a quick little like? Leave them with something strong for oh. social media. Like, do this. I love the strategy. I think okay. that's definitely something that people okay. should actually go out and do. Okay. But what's something else like simple? Do it today. Just find your happy zone. Anything you have. I think just keeping in mind that you are your business's most valuable asset. So the better care of yourself that you take, the better results you're going to get in your business. Awesome. I love that. Mine, uh, I guess the tip I would give would be just organize your content. Like if you're going to focus on something that you're going to post on social media, why not make it a theme for the month? Focus on if you're a, a personal trainer, focus on mindfulness and do it for three, two, four Tuesdays in a row. Like this is our mindfulness idea. And then that way you're going to be able to lead people through a series versus one-offs. And your whole goal is do one-off, get them engaged, and then you do a series of things. So they're following you for Tuesday for the next mindfulness thing. So my whole thing is if you're doing it on your own, which is difficult, and I did it on my own, I would just definitely write your things down, create a system, or create what you're going to post on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. All right, so speaking of systems, we have an event coming up on July 20th, too, where we're going to be teaching a little bit of a workshop on people, how to manage their LinkedIn profile, how Ooh. to use LinkedIn as a professional source, how to source contact clients yep. and do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll have information on the website and on the other uh, the Facebook page for that of how to sign up for that event for it. For sure. And awesome. you have a photography coming in and it's also a fundraiser. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you're actually taking photos. You'll be able to take a photo with you. And um, I just want to say happy Fourth of July. And thank you so much for being on the show today and uh, watch for us on social. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you. Yeah.